Alleluia! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia! I bet we can do even better than that. Alleluia! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia! Thank you. Please be seated. Our Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma is taking a bold step in faith this year. We are helping found Magdalene House OKC, a new ministry that will be home for approximately eight women who are leaving prison. Our bishops appealed this past Christmas, raised over $90,000 to help Magdalene House OKC get off the ground perhaps as early as 2023. Over two years living at Magdalene House, these women will receive health care, counseling, legal assistance, job training, and spiritual support. When they finish the program, we expect that around 75% of the women will be healthy, free of addiction, employed, and able to live independently. We believe this because Magdalene House is part of a national network of more than 60 similar houses that began with the inspiring vision of the Reverend Becca Stevens in Nashville, Tennessee. These remarkable houses are breaking destructive cycles of recidivism, poverty, addiction, unemployment, and family dysfunction in measurable and immeasurable ways. The Magdalene houses across the country are named, of course, for Mary Magdalene, whose role in the Easter story is second only to the risen Christ himself. But who was Mary Magdalene exactly? If we're honest, most of us probably aren't sure. We may have vague ideas of the Mary Magdalene from the New Testament, mixed in with various books and movies like The Da Vinci Code and The Last Temptation of Christ, musicals like Jesus Christ Superstar, and a combination of other soapy, popular representations. Let's dwell for a bit, then, on the real Mary Magdalene of the Bible and find in her some inspiration for each of us this Easter day. Mary Magdalene likely came from an area near Galilee called Magdala, hence her name. She appears in all four Gospels, and what we know about her is fairly limited, as with all of the first followers of Christ. Luke chapter 8 says that as Jesus went through cities and villages, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, the twelve were with him, as well as, quote, some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and a number of other women, who provided for them out of their resources, unquote. So in other words, we know that Mary Magdalene left her family 
to follow Jesus from the early days of his ministry, an astonishing and brave decision in those times. She was healed by him of seven demons from some kind of spiritual or emotional trauma. Once healed, she not only traveled with Jesus, but shared what money she had to support him and the Twelve in their efforts. Mary Magdalene stayed close to Jesus for the whole of his ministry of teaching and healing, all the way up to his crucifixion. And all four Gospels attest that she went to the tomb on Easter morning to tend to his body. There she encountered the risen Christ, and as we heard this morning, followed his instructions to tell the twelve that he had been raised. All told, Mary Magdalene is mentioned in the Gospels more than any woman except Jesus' mother, and more than almost all of the exclusively male twelve apostles. She has been called since ancient times the apostle to the apostles, for she was the first messenger of the resurrection, sent by Christ to those who would be sent out by Christ to the whole world. What then, you may be wondering, of the notion in so many popular representations that she was a prostitute? Well, that is an idea not found in the Bible, but invented some 600 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. Pope Gregory and others merged her identity with that of several other women in the Gospels, in particular the unnamed quote-unquote sinful woman in Luke 7:36. Neither, of course, is there any evidence that she was romantically involved with Jesus. She was his loyal disciple and his friend. The Church rightly celebrates Mary Magdalene with her own feast day, July 22nd. But it is fitting for us this Easter day to likewise look to her example. If we were to sum up Mary Magdalene from the actual biblical record in the Gospels, we could say that she was healed by Jesus, followed him, and spread the word about him. She was healed by him, followed him, and spread the word about him. Is that not our goal today as well? We may not have seven demons, but each of us has aspects of ourself and life that need healing. Jesus invites us to share all our mental, spiritual, and physical infirmities with him and to seek his healing grace. Our prayers may not always receive the answer for which we hope, but we are assured that Jesus is with us in our suffering, bringing the power of his resurrection life into our brokenness. Like Mary Magdalene, as we seek Jesus' healing, we can follow him patterning our lives after him and giving of what we have 
for the sake of his kingdom. And, like her, we can spread the word about Jesus, about his teachings, his love, and his resurrection. Mary Magdalene believed in Jesus. She believed with all her heart that he could heal her. She believed in him enough to follow him on foot all across Judea and help him with his ministry. She believed enough to be with him at his darkest hour on the cross. And she believed when he revealed himself to her in his resurrected body. My friends, today we may be asking ourselves, how can we celebrate Easter wholeheartedly when so much is wrong in our world? War in Ukraine, continued anxiety about COVID, skyrocketing inflation, political division, and so much more. We celebrate Jesus' resurrection because his resurrection was and is the cure for all that ails us and the world around us. But we may ask, if his resurrection was the cure 2,000 years ago, why does everything still seem so sick? Because the kingdom of God is not yet fully realized. The life-saving medicine has been given but the fever has not yet broken. When Christ was raised that first Easter, it was no mere metaphor, no simply emotional experience of his living on in the hearts and minds of his disciples. He was raised in his resurrected body, as the scriptures and the creeds say, destroying death and sin not only for himself, but for us. Our joy and our calling today as Easter people is to live lives that exemplify and point to Jesus Christ and his kingdom that is coming. Freed from fear of death, forgiven for the many ways we fall short of God's plan for us, we can boldly love God and our neighbors. We can invite all to know this freedom and purpose especially the vulnerable, the lost, the lonely, and the rejected. This can happen as individual Christians and gathered as the church, and in the ministries that put our faith into action in our world. Ministries like Magdalene House OKC and so many other ministries in our diocese and in our congregations save at-risk lives in the present and witness to God's promised future when things on earth will be as they are in heaven. I wish you a blessed Easter, not only on this Easter day, but in the 50-day season that follows. Let us not lose heart, but be like Mary Magdalene, disciples of Jesus who are healed by him, follow him, and share the good news of his resurrection. 
Alleluia! Christ is risen. The Lord 